It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Welcome to Panther Puri, the podcast where we're supposed to talk Panthers hockey, but sometimes we don't. Here are your hosts, Alex Lopez, Jake Langsam, and TJ Peterson. Hey everyone, TJ here. Welcome to a bonus edition of Panther Puri. This episode includes all the audio I was able to record last weekend while I was in Charlotte covering the Checkers. I was lucky enough to have a family trip to the area the same week the Checkers were playing a pair of games against the AHL affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Cleveland Monsters. Charlotte ended up winning the first game 4-2 with Spencer Knight getting the win. And friend of the show, Logan Hutzko, was the first star of the game with three points. So the first person you're going to hear from in this episode is Logan Hutzko. After that, head coach Jordy Kinnear, both of them in the post-game scrum. And after you hear from them, you're going to hear the conversation I had with Spencer Knight after his 26-save performance. I thought he had some pretty interesting things to say about his thought process day-to-day as his career is just blossoming at the professional level. On Sunday, I was lucky enough to be invited into the broadcast booth by friend of the show, TJ Shalow the voice of the Charlotte Checkers. TJ kindly sent me the conversation we had in the first intermission of that game. As you'll hear, the game was tied 2-2 then, but unfortunately, Cleveland went on to win 6-5 in overtime. I've also included the scrum with Jordy Kinnear following the game on Sunday, and after that, I have a one-on-one conversation with Chase Prisky, and if you're local to the South Florida area, I think you're going to want to tune into that one. I have a lot of people to thank for what was a great weekend in Charlotte. Of course, I have to start with TJ, my name twin, who gave me the opportunity to appear on an AHL broadcast, something I never would have thought was possible when we started our show in 2016. In addition to that, TJ told me everything I needed to know before I reached out to the right people within the team to set everything up. I look forward to listening and watching TJ Call Checkers Games for the rest of this year and hopefully for years to come. I'd also like to thank Checkers VP of Marketing and Communications Paul Branicki and the Director of Marketing and Communications Nick Njelski for taking me under their wing all weekend. They were extremely approachable and helped provide me with everything I could have possibly asked for in order to record all these interviews. 
Of course, I'd be remiss to not also thank Logan Hutsko, Jordy Kinnear, Spencer Knight, and Chase Prisky for taking some time to talk to me after a game. So without further ado, here's Logan Hutsko. Yeah, we uh, didn't start as hard as we'd like to, but we found a way to get it done. Good teams find a way to win, so we did that tonight. What did you see on some of those plays you set up, specifically that one where True was able to finish in front of the net? Yeah, I just saw the open man and didn't hesitate and uh, made the play. And uh, you know, Maxi and Truzy are great players, so they make it easy to play. So being able to hit the score sheet like that, what does that do for the confidence? Yeah, you know, I try not to focus on the outcomes and try to focus on whether I'm playing well or not, uh, whether the points come or not. They'll they'll come and go, and sometimes you have nights like tonight, and sometimes you play well and you have none. So just trying to not focus on the outcomes and just focus on how I play. Yeah. As somebody who's out there, do you think that sometimes the points just come randomly or it is a reflection of having a strong night when you have multiple points? No, don't get me wrong. If you, you have a strong night, like you generally show up on the score sheet, but there's also nights where you play really well and it doesn't go your way. And I think it's important to remember that you can't measure yourself on outcomes. So um, just focusing on playing well and doing things the right way and um, you'll, have, you'll have good nights. and. Mm-hmm. Anything process-related that you thought you were able to succeed at today that maybe doesn't show up on the stat sheet? Yeah, I just just wanted to go out and have fun and see it play and make it and just keep it simple, uh, you know, not overthink it. So that's what I tried to do today. And, yeah. After a crazy year last year, COVID, the college season being interrupted, does it just feel good to be able to play every night again? Yeah, it was a blast to play in front of that crowd tonight. They were, uh, they were great. And, um, you know, we really love playing here in front of our fans, and, you know, they're awesome. So, you know, it's, it makes it so much more fun when you have that energy to build off of. And, you know, it's the stick salute at the end when, you know, everyone's cheering and come out with a win. Like, that's that's the best. So you don't normally get that. Um, so it's, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And all the people who cheered when the PA announcer asked, this is your first hockey game tonight, they were able to come in and see you guys win another game. That means something to you as well? Yeah, for sure. It's all about growing the game. and. Um, you know, you know, you're reaching out to you know communities, and you know that you know first hockey game for some, like that's really exciting. And you know, a lot of people, you know, they they find their passion for the game through their first game. And you know, when you get to hear all the fans that were at their first one night, and we could give them an exciting win like that, you know, that that kind of resonates with them, and you know, that brings them back. So I'm glad we could do that. Not a lot of turnaround time between tomorrow's rematch. You obviously know they're going to give you their best punch back. What's the key to making sure you're able to put them away again? Yeah, like I said, you just got to stay focused on your process and, and um, you know, do the right things and, and uh, you know, go out there and play the right way and, you know, the results will come. So just got to get some rest and be ready to go tomorrow. Good. Cool. Thanks, Logan. Yep. Thank you, Logan. talking about your team starts a lot lately. What did you think of the way your team came out of the gates here? Uh, I didn't like the way we started. It was uh, sloppy, bad changes. Uh, uh, it just wasn't sharp, obviously. And, uh, you know, I give uh, Cleveland a lot of credit. I thought they came with a lot of purpose to their game. And I thought we had a sloppy start. And uh, that starts with me. And then it moves down to the players. But it was definitely a sloppy start. As a group, what were they able to do to kind of turn that around and make sure you get two points in the end? Well, I think uh, you got good leadership in there. And uh, I asked the guys just to start building their game and finding it. And you have to learn sometimes you're not always going to be on top of your game. you got to be able to work your way through it. And I was proud of the guys 
I thought uh, second period we started working through it, and uh, third period we stuck with it. And, uh, it was a close game, but again, by that Cleveland uh, had a lot of purpose to the game. In a tight game like that, being able to have Spencer Knight behind those guys, do you think that kind of confidence exudes out to the team, having him behind them? Yeah, 100%. But we don't want to rely on uh, always our goaltender. I thought uh, the penalty kill made some big mistakes and uh, gave them two, and uh, that's not normally us. So we got to clean that up and be better, and uh, we want everyone to play well and not just rely on a goaltender. Two for four on the penalty kill tonight. Overall thoughts on how it played? Uh, not very good. Uh, we pride ourselves uh, not beating ourselves, and uh, uh, credit again credit to them. But uh, I thought we made some big mistakes on the PK, and that uh, that's not normally our uh, our identity. Two goals on the penalty kill came off rush chances. What can you do to prevent those in the future on the penalty kill? Yeah, a little more awareness, defensive awareness. I didn't like uh, uh, how we read the play, and it ends up in the back of our net. And again, we don't rely on our goaltender. We want to. Uh, give him the best chance, and we didn't give him the best chance to make a save. Just a couple injury notes, and Eric Carrick's not in the lineup. Do you have any update on his status? Well, he, uh, the other game, he paid the price to keep the puck out of the net on a big penalty kill, and uh, uh, so he's uh, resting that tonight, and we'll see where we are tomorrow. But uh, sometimes when you, you play the right way, you get injured, and you got to take a day off, so we'll see. And then Hepo Niemi had drawn back into the lineup, and then he was back out in the update on his side. Same thing. He's uh, been battling some injuries, but uh, gave us some good minutes the other day against Wilkes-Barre and played through it, and uh, you know now we needed uh, to give him a rest day, and we'll see where we are tomorrow. Uh, but um, the focus is on the guys that play today. Didn't start. Built our game. we got to continue to build, be better tomorrow. Great. Thanks, Coach. All right, we're here with Spencer Knight. Spence, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. So you lost your first game in Charlotte, but now you've won five games in a row. What do you think that's a reflection of? You know, it's honestly one of those things that um, I've always said. Like, each game is so, like, it's an independent thing, right? It, it, one game is not really influenced, you know, if you win or lose the next game always, right? So that's the thing. It's like, I always look at it, you know, you get a good stretch that happens, but you also get bad stretches sometimes too, right? And it's one of those things that, um, like, but yeah, it's one of those things that it just uh, you just gotta sometimes just be, you know be grateful for what you have, and you know obviously I think it's more of a reflection of the team than me. Um, if anything, it's one of those things that I look at and look at the group here, and they have a great group, you know, and they they play really disciplined and you know play really smart, and everyone's kind of pulling. So it's a great group to be a part of, and you know it's, I think it's more of a reflection of that than me. Do you think there's a correlation where the team gets some confidence knowing they have you in net? Um, you know, I, I think you know. You know this 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 uh, organization's had a lot of great goalies, and honestly, I think you know, the goalies that all, all the goalies that are here that uh, played here, I think they've had are you know phenomenal goalies. You know, there's a lot of guys like Dax, Biebs, you know, Gibby, and you know, and then, you know, they had Tubnik for a little bit too. And they're all great goalies, and I think it's you know, I think that's the team. It's not just me. It's you know, I think they have confidence. In everyone. Mm-hmm. BC, Team USA, the Panthers, and now the Checkers. You played on four teams in the last two seasons. How do you lock into a new team once you get there? What's the secret? I, I, I didn't realize that, but uh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know, it's one of those things that you just kind of come in and you just try to have fun. You know, it's it's like be, be be a part of the group. You know, yeah, I, I'm fortunate enough to know a lot of guys here already from you know either whether it's BC or just through you know being in Florida or death camps, and so there's a great group and. I mean, even the guys from Seattle that I didn't know beforehand have been awesome, and we all kind of click right away. And it's a tight knit group off the ice too, so I think that that's kind of gels and kind of transfers on the ice. Mm-hmm. 
the group back in Florida, a couple of exciting games against Carolina and Minnesota. What do you think when you're watching the team? What's it like to see them just continue their ama- amazing run? Because as a Panthers fan, this has just been such a phenomenal season. Yeah, so, you know, they're obviously you know, having a great season. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly don't really watch much hockey. So <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll sometimes just hear what they're, what they're doing, but I never really pay attention to, you know, what's going on. What, you know, I'm just like... I don't know. I, I, ever since I signed pro, I kind of just stopped watching hockey. So it's been one of those things. I'm just kind of just, uh, yeah, they're doing great. I, I know from being there that they're, they're obviously you know, doing really well. And obviously, yeah, this group's awesome and a ton of skills. Mm-hmm. Last question. You're obviously a very young goaltender. Reaching this age or reaching this part of your career at this age is phenomenal. But obviously, still working hard to get to the next level. What do you think you're working on in your game right now? You know, I... There's a lot of things I think, and during the seasons, you know, things come come up and then they, you know they kind of fade away when you work on them. And I think there's 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 a million things that can go over that like, little details and like every time you give a goal, you're like this little detail, this little detail, this that, and it goes on for like every single goal you give up, right? Whether it's a like good goal, bad goal, whatever it is, like you, that's how you think as a goalie. But I think you know it's just overall, I think it's honestly. Oh, I think it's just one of those things that I, I always said it's just hockey, right? Mm-hmm. And there are good players in every league um, that you play in, especially up as you get older. And uh, that's the thing. I, I always see it. Just go out, play hockey, have fun. And when you're winning the games, just just go play. Don't think. Mm-hmm. I like that. Don't be a prisoner of the moment. You you seem like a macro, not a micro guy. Yeah, I try, I try, I try to just, you know, kind of remind myself that, you know, you know, we're so we're all so fortunate to be playing here and you know doing what we do and playing a sport for a living. And that's something you can't take for granted, especially at this age, right? It's just you know, and that's the thing as a pro, it's obviously there's a lot of stuff going on, but you know what? Just go out and have fun. And that's all you can do. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah, no problem. Of course. Charlotte Checkers Cleveland Monsters find themselves in a 2-2 tie here after the first period of action, this second matchup on the weekend between the two Eastern Conference teams. TJ Shalott, voice of the Charlotte Checkers, happy to have you alongside, whether you're watching on AHL TV or perhaps listening through the Charlotte Checkers app. And joining me here in the booth, another TJ. This is a a first for me. (laughs) This is the very first time I've ever shared a broadcast booth with someone else named TJ. But from the Panther Puri podcast, TJ Peterson. TJ, thanks for, first of all, coming up all the way from Florida to spend your weekend (laughs) with us and see these, uh, these two games. Thanks for coming on. It's good to be here, and I think the people out there are getting two TJs for the price of one, so they can't be unhappy about that. That's exactly right. No refunds or exchanges. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to let you know. But, you know, you cover the Florida Panthers pretty extensively through mm-hmm. the Panther Puri podcast, and I've had the honor of being on the podcast. I know you've had a couple of players as well. When you look at this Charlotte Checkers team, you've now seen four periods of action. You saw all last night in the first period here. What's the first thing that kind of sticks out in your mind about the AHL Charlotte Checkers in relationship to the Florida Panthers? Well, the Florida Panthers this year have had so much success with the run and gun style. You've seen them win games 6-2, to 8-4. to four. And the Checkers, we see that in this period, they have 15 shots on goal already. A ton of scoring chances. Definitely deserving of their two goals. But yesterday was a much more tight checking game, and they were able to win that too. When you have guys like Matt Kierstead and Chase Prisky who are so mobile on the blue line, Skaters like Logan Hutzko, who are also able to generate that transition offense. That's a to- type of game that you can definitely play. But then you have your guys like Scott Wilson, 
and Zach Dalby, who are really productive in like the quote-unquote half-court cycle offensive style. So this is a team that can win both those kind of games right now, and this is something you're seeing people talk about with the Panthers. They win so many games with the high-octane offense. Are they able to win the tight-checking defensive games? Right now it seems like Jordy Kinnear's team can win both of those types of games. It's funny that the Charlotte Checkers, their leading scorers this season as far as goals are concerned, are now uh, Dalpy and Wilson, who have both scored in this one, both right. over 30 years old. But it, it just kind of proves, I mean, when you talk about Dalpy and Wilson and on the Seattle Kraken side, you've got Max McCormick. There's so much veteran leadership that's kind of bringing up these younger guys. And when you talk about some of the guys that you're most excited about for the future of the Florida Panthers who are here in Charlotte, who are the names that immediately come to your mind? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure if I was going to be saying this guy's name at the beginning of the year, even though he is a podcast favorite, but... Believe it or not, Cole Schwint is your Charlotte Checkers leader in even strength points. Now, this might be before the weekend's game started, but uh, the good people at pick224.com, following the prospect-stats.com guy who got hired by the Kings, he keeps track of the even strength power play, et cetera, points. And uh, he has Cole Schwint at 22, which uh, is more than Scott Wilson, who's got 20, and uh, Logan Hutzko, who, again, this might be before the weekend, only had 18. So you see Schwint... Uh, a draft plus three player in a normal circumstance this would be his first AHL season and he's already producing so much even strength and that's with him getting such a big role on the penalty kill kind of like what we're hearing about Anton Lundell in Florida he's putting up points but he's also being very helpful on the penalty kill you could say the same about Schwind he's got two shorthanded goals responsible defensively and for a young player to have that much of an impact you got to be excited about it as a Florida Panthers fan Let's talk about your podcast because you guys are some of the best coverage of the Florida Panthers in general, and there's a reason why. That. There's a reason why that is. I mean, here you are, you're in town, and you decide to come to two Charlotte Checkers games <laughs> to to kind of boost up on on what's going on down on the farm. Let's talk a little bit about the podcast. Where can fans find you? What separates you guys from all the other podcasts out there? Well, I just brought up some analytics. I mean, even strength points, not necessarily analytics, but in the AHL, you don't necessarily get into stuff like. Corsi, Fenwick, and uh, we'll talk about things like that on our podcast. We like to go into the advanced numbers to try to project what's going to happen, what kind of players are due to break out, what kind of players are maybe shooting pretty luckily and might not be able to continue that pace throughout the year. And in general, in Florida, we started the podcast we thought because we thought there was an opportunity for us to bring independent voices. A lot of the coverage is coming from the team. A lot of the coverage is coming from the networks affiliated with the team. And the local media really has neglected the Panthers' beat. And we've tried to keep everybody up to date on what's going on here and have that, you know, skeptical view. And, you know, we'll cover the checkers as well because we want to see what the guys down here are doing. You know, Spencer Knight, obviously a player Panthers fans really excited about. Got to see him yesterday. Played well has won five in a row down here in the AHL, so that's something to look forward to as a Panthers fan for sure. He's certainly the uh, goaltender of the future as far as the Florida Panthers are concerned, and it's funny you say that the local media has neglected the Panthers. I think the national media has done it as well. When you mm. talk about the return of Eichel when he came back for Vegas and they decide to cut away from the Florida Panthers <laughs> national televised game on TNT and that great game with Carolina that ultimately the Panthers ended up winning in overtime and they, they 
they just kind of, their priorities were a little bit off there in my opinion, but maybe it's a little biased. But uh, <laughs> so far in this game, what has really stuck out to you and what do you think is going to be the, the key to the checkers taking this victory as we're tied 2-2 here in the first? Mm -hmm. We've seen Max McCormick have a big impact in this game as he did yesterday, but the rest of that line still has to get going. Logan Hutsko, the first star, deservingly with three points. He was all over the ice. He's got to have that same kind of impact to get the checkers out ahead because I do think that this is trending towards being a higher scoring game than we saw yesterday. They want to get those high-octane offensive players more involved. So I think Alexander True as well, his line mate, and Logan Hutsko. McCormick's been doing well so far. Maybe he's got to get those guys involved as well, though. Well, when you talk about that line, McCormick, True, and Hutsko, they each got on the score sheet last night with a goal. McCormick rounding that out with that empty netter at the end. But I think you're absolutely right. It's going to be a little bit higher of a scoring game. We're going to go ahead and give you the recap of the first period of action here in just a little bit. But, TJ, once again, I want to thank you for coming up here. Give us a shout-out for the uh, the podcast. Where can they find you on Twitter? That kind of stuff if fans want to go back and listen to the Panthers potpourri. Thank you, at Panthapourri on Twitter and Instagram ptphockey.com if you want to check it out there or we're on every podcast platform apple podcast spotify uh whatever the google one is the android one is it keeps changing its name i don't know but if uh we're not on there just email us ptphockey at gmail.com we'll figure it out it's a great twitter follow i have a lot of fun following these guys and dj's here live tweeting today's game from the panther Puri, uh twitter account so Follow them on Twitter. Listen to some of the podcasts. It's great stuff. Thanks again for and coming And follow up. TJ if you haven't already, at <laughs> TJ underscore Shalow. That's right. Exactly. Follow me if you'd like. We <laughs> I say something sometimes. <laughs> I'm not too active. I'm not nearly as active as these guys. But uh, we got plenty more coming up on the other side. We'll give you the recap of the first period of action. We'll get you all set up and ready to go for the second period coming up after this. Stay tuned. It's Charlotte Checkers 2, Cleveland Monsters 2. Right, that was a Sunday 1 o'clock game with a lot of fatigue and a lot of uh, mistakes, to be honest. Uh, back and forth game, and uh, they made a play at the end to win. Do you think that there was a desperation in Cleveland to not leave here with nothing after losing yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. I just said yesterday, I thought they had a lot of purpose of the game yesterday, and they probably felt uh, they might have deserved uh, a little better on the outcome. But when they came to work today, I thought you know we made some plays in the third period. They got one, and I thought we stopped skating and stopped playing hockey. We just kind of watched a little bit, and uh, credit to them. They they tied it up, and then we lost in overtime at the end. In terms of offensively, what do you think of the goals that your team was able to produce at the oh, goals? A lot of goals tonight. Uh, yeah, 6-5 hockey. I mean, too many goals and, uh, you know, short end of the stick. Thoughts on Joey Decord tonight? Uh, you know, I uh, thought Joey uh, last game really – uh, after struggling for a little bit, and then uh, I think you you want the couple goals back. But again, like I always say to everybody, like it's a team effort. Get a couple block shots. Uh, we're not talking about those goals again. So we got to pay a price to keep the puck on the net. So it's a team effort, and uh, I thought the team uh, let Joey down on some of those uh, shots. We talk about the physicality and your team stepping up. This is another little bit of a chippy game. Cleveland was kind of using that to get a little spark. What did you think of your team answering that physical challenge? Yeah, uh, to be honest, I thought it sparked them a little bit. I thought we kind of sat back again, stopped skating, stopped playing hockey. And you have to, you have to, you, you, as soon as you stop skating and watching the game, the game looks fast. And then uh, obviously bad things happen. And I thought we got watching there for a little bit. And to, to be honest, I'm proud of these guys. Six games and nine nights. So that's a rested team that came in here. And, uh, they deserve a lot of credit, but uh, I thought it got an honest effort from a lot of players. Um, but again, we have to learn to dig in and when we're tired and keep the puck out of the net.
Cole Schwinn start the first period, start the second period, gets the goal in the third period, trying to get more ice time for him. Yeah, no, that, that cold uh, started off, uh, wasn't mentally sharp, and then uh, um, had a turnover for a goal against. But again, the game's about mistakes, and it's how you react after. I loved his reaction to go get a big goal uh, in the third period. No Kale Flurry out there tonight, any up there? Is that injury? Yeah, day, day to day, as I said, it's been six games and nine nights. A lot of guys are banged up, playing through a lot. Uh, we had guys playing through a lot on Tuesday, Wednesday. So I, I'm proud of the guys that uh, really played through a lot of uh, and that's a good sign when guys are banged up because that means you're playing the right way. Pepo Niemi, you think you'll be back for the next game? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Jordy. Good. Yep. So I'm here with Chase Prisky. Chase, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. Uh, no problem. So how do you think you played in that game? Because I noticed you taking a lot of shot attempts, carrying the puck out, carrying the puck in. That's always a big part of the possession game. Yeah, since my injury, I'm just trying to get my feet back under me. So uh, just trying to simplify the game a bit and make uh, high percentage plays. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get back into the groove, which is nice, and uh, just kind of build my game. So the more possession I have, I know the, the better I start to play. First year in Charlotte, what's that room like? How do you like it? It's great. It's great. It's great being a dual affiliate, uh, get to meet a lot of new guys. We've meshed together extremely well as a team, and it's great to see guys get promoted and get called up and see their successes throughout the year so it's been nothing but great things in charlotte you're coming from florida to charlotte and i i just made that flight myself i'm covering the panthers usually over there uh what do you think of the city in charlotte mm-hmm. oh it's fantastic i got to play here two years ago when i was with carolina so i was uh extremely right. familiar with the city and i forgot about that uh, no 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 worries <laughs> so uh i kind of already had my bearings when the season came and, and it was kind of nice to be back so uh I can't say enough great things about Charlotte as an American League city. Mm-hmm. Bojangles versus public subs. Which one are you going to go to for your maybe like last meal? Oh, <laughs> Buffalo Chicken Tender Pub Sub. It's unbeaten, so all day. <laughs> Everybody loves pub subs down in Florida. We got to get one at the FLA Live Arena. If uh, if you're listening to the Panthers organization, this is us uh, lobbying for that. Yeah, a thousand percent. There needs to be a pub sub in, in inside FLA Live, but there is one across the street on Sunrise, so that's the one I usually go to. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I was just talking to Spencer yesterday, and he was telling me he doesn't really watch much hockey now that he signed pro. Have you been keeping up with these Panthers games? I mean, they are pretty fun to watch. Uh, they're extremely fun to watch. You know, I've, I've been fortunate where I've been up with the team a bit and get to get to watch it firsthand basis and practice with the team. But uh, for me, on, on off nights, I, I do. We, we end up watching so much video of our own game and our own shifts that uh, sometimes it's just too much. So if there's a game on and I've got nothing to do, I'll turn it on. But I, it's not like I've got it... Uh, planned every night to to watch a different game yeah yeah. i think everybody will appreciate that you got to decompress a little bit you know from playing hockey watching film just all day all day you got to get a little bit of variety in your life yeah i completely agree it's great it's great to to learn and and see kind of the ebbs and flows of the game but at the same time you can't kind of run yourself into the ground just being hockey 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 you got to be able to decompress and kind of get away from the game a little especially playing so many games when uh we're at home and on the road Mm mm-hmm Keeping that in mind, going a little bit to the lighter side, who's one of the clowns in the locker room that helps you uh, keep it, you know, not as serious, keep everybody having fun? Uh, I wouldn't say he's a clown, but he's uh, full of energy. I'd probably say Connor Carrick keeps the room extremely light. But uh, just in terms of banter, I like to go back and forth with Cole Lind. So uh, we, uh, we give it to each other quite a bit. I mean, those are two Seattle guys, and you got all the Florida guys you're talking to, and then there's the Charlotte guys from a couple of years ago. Gotten to meet a lot of people the last few years, and, I mean, the COVID year makes everything crazy. How, how are you reacting to just all the flux that's been going on the last few years? 
Uh, you know, there are definitely uh, highs and lows of pro hockey, and I kind of learned that my first year, especially uh, getting traded, and then the COVID situation happened and our season ended, and then technically our second year pro, we only played so many games down in... Uh, I was We were in Syracuse when mm-hmm. we split with Tampa, so uh, for me, it's just kind of getting back into the groove of things. It's uh, it's kind of crazy to think I'm already in my third year pro, even though I've just notched 100 games pro, so it's... Uh, it's pretty amazing how fast time flies. Chase Prisky, thank you for your time, and shout out to the Buffalo Chicken Tender Sub. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.